I believe the year was 1997, and that's when I first met our dear guest, who's become really family to us, and has come uh, to our church every year in the islands, and has come frequently here, although it's been a couple of years, or maybe a few years since he's come. Great man of God, carrying the word of the Lord this morning. Please put your best hand clap together. Come on, put your best hand clap together. that better? Would you extend your hands over to pastor and his beautiful wife and their children? God, we ask you to bless pastor Daniel and his family. I ask you to give them a million dollars, pay their house off, pay their cars off. If they're all paid, give them more things to pay off, pay off the land, pay off people's houses, their businesses, let them prosper. All the babies that will be born, let them be supernatural babies. God, deliver everybody from yesterday. Bless them, God, from every situation they can't control. Let them no longer be defined by their past. In Jesus' name, do something amazing. Something crazy, amazing God that you're the only one that can get blamed for. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. You may be seated for just a little bit. A couple of things I want to encourage you to do. God will show up this week and change your life forever. Nothing much you can do about it. Praise the Lord. Um, But for those of you that are normal and you want and need encouragement, like every day, you know, because you just live life and you need to be encouraged every day. We wrote this book called Letters from God. So basically, if God wrote you a letter every day for a year, what would he say to you? So... Uh, it's 365 letters, and I'm going to have the ushers get the books, if they would, and then they're going to pass them out to you. And if you just read your birthday, just look up your birthday and read it, and then pass the book on. And you'll decide after reading it if if that's something that's going to encourage you on a daily basis. And so uh, we've sold about 40,000 of these books already, and they're in every denomination. It's really amazing. Uh, Because it's just basically pure encouragement. Everybody needs to be encouraged every single day. Praise the Lord. And so that'll be a blessing to you. And um, great. So let me give you that. Because I don't have too much room. And just pass that out as well. Okay, great. Um, My name is Ivan Tate. I... um, live in Colorado, just moved to Georgia, and uh, we have six children, my wife and I. They're all all in the ministry, praise the Lord. They all work with us, and we rescue orphans and widows. We feed the poor, 
Uh, so we have about 1,500 kids in Africa that we take care of, about 120 in Guatemala. And our goal is to rescue the children and then put them all the way through graduate school. So we have in Guatemala about 15 that are already in college that have grown up at the orphanage and uh, doctors and architects and lawyers and engineers and uh, everything, psychologists, psychiatrists, I mean, just, just the whole thing. Um, but it's a beautiful thing, you know. God has no trash. He only has treasure that has not realized it is treasure. Praise the Lord. So this morning and Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to have an encounter with God, if that's okay with you. And an encounter with God is not the same as religion. Religion is go to sleep talking. An encounter with God is something that transforms you. It literally gives you a new DNA in an area of your life where you've been defeated. So we want encounters with God because the only thing you can trust is a transformation. If something changes you, it loves you. If something leaves you the same, it uses you. So you and I don't want to be used anymore. We want to be transformed. So look at somebody right now and say, if you believe what he's saying, give me $100. Go ahead and tell him. And say, boom. I need $100 and I'll get something out of this. $100. It'll be an amazing service. Praise the Lord. Um, you can go to Exodus 34 this morning. Can I ask you a question? How many of you would like to never have any dealings with the devil again? How many have had enough of the devil messing with your life? Praise the Lord. So I've been a a minister about 42 years. I was real young when I started. I was about 17. And uh, in that time, uh, you know, I've learned a couple of things. But one thing that I have learned, there's one thing that each one of us has to deal with almost on a daily basis. There's one thing you have to learn to master or it will literally open the door for Satan to come into your life. And it doesn't matter how how long you've been a Christian or how short of a time. If you don't master this area of your life, you will be a victim all your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm not into being a victim. If I'm more than a conqueror, then I want to actually walk in that more than a conqueror. You know, a conqueror is like two guys that, that go into the championship fight. You know, and they're in there beating each other to a pulp for 12 rounds. The winner can't see straight. His eyes are all swollen. He's bleeding everywhere. And uh, he gets his big belt. He gets his check. And everybody's just freaking out. But he looks horrible. Then a little lady comes in dressed real nice, pretty hairdo and all that. She walks up to him, takes the check, takes the belt. And she is his wife, and she is more than a conqueror. So that's kind of that's how 
how, how it's supposed to be with us. Jesus did all the hard work. We need the check. We need the belt. And we need to go spend it. Praise the Lord. So whatever, however it is for you today, whatever it is you're going through, if you don't learn the mat, to master the art of daily forgiveness, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Someone will come along in your life that can really get your goat, has your number, and can drive you crazy. Have you ever met somebody, and after being around them for a while, you were contemplating like murder and kidnapping and, and just crazy stuff? You know, it's like, my gosh, I am going to kill this person. And, and you might be married to them, and if you are, I mean, it's... it's it's, it's, it's insanity, you know. It's, it's difficult to live with a monster in your life and have these diabolical imaginations. And that's just being human, you know. We don't want to be religious. Religious people di- deny rea- reality and live in some kind of glass world. I'm not that kind of a preacher. Um, I, I believe in reality. And I believe in solving reality. Praise the Lord. Because God changes your reality when you obey his revelation in your life. So I want you to look at somebody right now. Stretch your hand out and say, I believe. Just tell them, I believe. believe. You're going to lose seven pounds this morning. Praise the Lord. Boom. Boom. There it goes. Seven pounds of guilt. Seven pounds of shame. Seven pounds of fear and seven pounds of doubt. Say it's going out the window. Praise the Lord. So Exodus 34, let's begin our little journey this morning. And I'll minister this to you this morning. And then Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night, each night will be a different thing. But when we're done this week, we're expecting you to be whole, equipped, restored and empowered. Praise God. Remember that only your hunger for the things of God can save you from the disasters that life has prepared for you. It is the fact that you are starving for God's perfect will in your life that will keep you from the traps and strategies and devices of Satan in this world through people and through the circumstances that you're going to face in your life. Nothing is more critical than being able to forgive a person instantly and not waste months, years of your life carrying around a resentment, a bitterness, or a root dislike or hatred for a person. Remember, once you get to the place of hate, you now have developed soul cancer. Once you have soul cancer, it will rot you out from the inside out. Now you become a slave to the person that you cannot forgive. They dominate your thoughts. They dominate your emotions. They dominate your sleep. They steal your peace. They steal your joy. They rob you of your ability to love. They make you a monster of pain that lives to pass on that misery to their children and to hurt the innocent people that are in your life because you cannot find the peace that you are searching for. Forgiveness is the secret. And it is what you and I need to become experts at. Praise the Lord. Exodus 34, 7. 
God keeps his steadfast love alive in your life. For a thousand generations, he forgives the iniquity passed down to you from your fathers, the transgression and the sin. Who will by no means clear the guilty? He even visits the iniquity of the fathers on the children to four generations. So when you're talking about unforgiveness, you're not talking about some light thing. You're talking about something that can be passed on from one generation to another generation if it is not cured. Yeah. Because you may have been raised in a family of unforgivers, a family of people who fought who argued, who lived in a state of contention. You may have been raised in a home with parents that never spoke kindly to each other, brothers and sisters that cussed each other out, that fought all the time, that screamed and yelled. You may be in a family today where you're not even speaking to members of your family. They haven't spoken to you possibly for years and years and years. You may be a person yourself that has a hard time forgiving people. You take it very personally and very deeply, and it is very hard for you to let go of something. So you are in a constant state of walking on eggshells for these kind of people. And remember, he that is easily offended practices witchcraft. You cannot be constantly hurt and offended at the imperfections of the people around you. They are imperfect. That's all they can ever be. So the solution isn't to change the whole entire planet with every person on it. The solution is to resolve the problem in yourself and be uncontrollable, unprovocable, unoffendable. And most important, nobody can take you to jail. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and say, man, I'm glad he said that. I was about to hire a hitman. Oh, thank you, Lord. Bitterness is ugly. Resentment is horrible. Unforgiveness is a prison. And to, to wake up in the morning and have this person's face in your head, their voice, their deeds, their actions, not just for a day, possibly for years. I was preaching in a church, a big church, and, and right in the middle of the message, a lady stood up in the back, and she began to scream and yell, and she was yelling at the top of her lungs, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. Well, my first reaction was, man, I, is she talking about me? Do I know this person? <laughs> you know, I mean, I was, oh, my God. And then she gets out of the, out of the aisle, and she starts walking towards me, saying that, I hate him, I hate him. And I'm like, man, ushers are flying, everybody's flying around. <laughs> The whole thing. And, and, and I just felt in my spirit, I just felt in my heart, no, just let her come up. I said, no, just let her come up. Come on, come on up here, ma'am. And she walked up there weeping. She was in her 60s, maybe 66, 68, something like that, crying. Ah, just, you know. And I said, well, 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 who do you hate? And she says, I hate my father. I hate my father. He molested me. He treated me terribly for years and years. I said, oh, my gosh, ma'am. Uh, you know, where is your father? She said, oh, he's dead. He died 30 years ago. So here she is carrying, as if it happened that morning, a wound and a bitterness that had followed her for 30 years. The man had been dead. She was not able to let go. There are things that happen in life, ladies and gentlemen, that the only right solution in our mind is death to that person. 
Nobody would argue with you or me or anybody if we believe they should be killed. We'll pull the trigger. We'll hold them down. I've had to go through many cleansings in my life, raising these orphans and, and having all these little children. I have orphans that are brought to the orphanage. I had a little girl they brought about five years old, and she was bleeding when they brought her. Her, her grandfather had molested her, and she was torn. We had to take her for surgery. Torn. Torn. I went almost insane at that moment with rage and anger. I mean, I, I just don't know what to do. I was like, my gosh, can I murder this person? Can I hire a hitman? What do I do? Where is this person from? Because it's your natural reaction to break out in rage against injustices to innocent people. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said to me very clearly, he said, if you carry the unforgiveness in you, they will never be free from it their whole lives. You cannot become a victim like they have. And that's when the Holy Spirit loosed me and freed me. And then he taught me how to forgive a person within nine seconds to never let it go beyond that because then it begins to fester and grow like a seed. Once it becomes big enough, it's no longer reasonable thinking that you function in. You become unreasonable in your thinking. Now, you are literally being mentored by your hate. You are being defined by your wounds, and you are speaking out of your pain. And this will turn you into a monster to the people you love that you are assigned by God to cure. Because you may think it's right to hate your father because he, he molested you. And I understand that. I hated mine. He didn't molest me, but he treated me like I did not exist. And you carry these things. They're powerful. So the first thing you've got to do today, just like it says here, is realize this. Your sins, however ugly and dark and black they may be, God Almighty in heaven will forgive you of anything you have ever done in harmony and partnership with Satan to any person if you are willing to repent. And you must allow God to forgive you in order for you to get better. Yeah. Forgiveness doesn't mean there's no justice. If somebody does something wrong, it doesn't mean you don't report them to the police. It doesn't mean you don't put them in jail. It doesn't mean that you don't excommunicate them from your fellowship for life. Because there are some people that you must get a divine disconnection from that person in order to survive life. They are toxic and dangerous. But you must forgive. Doesn't mean you have to reunite. That's right. Amen. But understand this clearly. That forgiveness begins at the place where you allow God to forgive you. Have you done anything ever in your life that needs forgiveness? How many have ever done anything to anybody? How many have ever hurt anyone, wounded anyone, treated someone innocent in a wrong way, taken advantage of some, stolen from someone, abused a person? There are people in here who have done all kinds of things. Only God knows. But you can't go forward in your life. We can't have a revival this week if you're not forgiven. 
We can't have a revival. You're not in a position to be blessed when you are judging your own self and not allowing God to forgive you and have mercy on you and give you a new beginning. Everybody raise your hands and say, I am getting a new beginning. I let the Lord forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, and purify me. The Greeks had a custom, the Christian Greeks had a custom, and it's found there in the scripture, it's very powerful, uh, Psalm 51, verse 1 and 2, and also verse 9, wash me and I'll be thoroughly clean. The word wash me there, that comes from a Greek, uh, a Greek custom where they used to write on parchment with ink, and then when they wanted to, to wash that parchment, they would literally suck the ink that was permanently embedded in that parchment. They would suck it out in order to turn it back into white where they could rewrite on that. And that is what God wants to do with the ink that is in your heart right now. With that which another man has written on your heart, another woman has written on your heart, that which your abusers and your enemies and your betrayers have written on the tablet of your heart and have engraved it on there and there's no way it's going to come out. They abused you. They molested you. They rejected you. They abandoned you. They betrayed you. But as long as you hold them in the spirit of murder in your heart, then you are under the same judgment that they are under because it was that judgment that they were under that they never came out of that now you through unforgiveness put yourself under that same judgment and it is time to be free today. You need to let go of yourself. You are a slave to that person. They are your Lord and master as long as they rule your thought life. And as long as they rule your emotional life, and as long as they determine the kind of man or the kind of woman that you're going to be, they're Jesus in your life. They are Jesus in your life, not the Holy Spirit. And I've had this happen with these children, not once or twice, hundreds of times. Put that picture up there. Hundreds of times, ladies and gentlemen, hundreds of times. A mother had a little girl, six years old, and she would keep her in the house and let men come in and molest her for money. They brought us this little girl, six years old. She's now studying to be a doctor right now. Because Jesus broke her change. We just got these children, five little children found in the woods, two poles and trash bags as their house. They've never gone to a toilet. They've never taken a shower. They've never eaten anything other than out in the woods, whatever they can find. Their mother had 17 children. And 11 of the children died out there in unmarked graves of malnutrition and exposure and all the other things which you are well aware of in, in Alaska. They brought us these children just a couple of months back. They don't speak Spanish or English. They barely speak a Mayan dialect. Our children that have been there for years began to minister to them and in seven days, this is the change. Give them the other picture. That's seven days, not seven years. 
That's seven days of love, seven days of mercy, seven days of forgiveness, seven days of telling a person the judgment you've been under is now broken and you are no longer going to suffer and eat Eat, eat worms and eat grass and eat roots. You will not be abused. You will not be cold. You will not starve because you now have a home. You have a house. You have a family. You're going to get an education. You're going to have a life. You're going to eat every meal. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to be given new clothes. You're going to be appreciated. You're going to be celebrated. You're going to be taken care of because you are worth it. You are worth being loved. You are worth being celebrated. No mistake should define you. Only the death bear and resurrection should be the trumpet that you are listening to in your head. You cannot hear your wounds talking to you anymore and telling you that you are no good and deserve to be judged and deserve to be wrecked and abused. That's all a lie, ladies and gentlemen, and you don't deserve the life you've had. You've lived it because you've known no other. But the days of mercy are here and the days of healing and restoration have come now. And it's time for for you to let God forgive you. Remember that any person who is unforgiven cannot forgive anybody. That means that everyone who offends you becomes your instant enemy because you don't know how to cope with the offenses. You don't even know who your friends are, ladies and gentlemen, until they offend you and until you offend them. Anybody can have fair weather friends, but when you offend them and they offend you and you forgive each other and you go forward, you know you have something worth fighting for and worth keeping. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, there is no true love beyond or before about 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You've been over 30 years and you're still together and love each other. True love. Not this romance, baby, you look good, baby, <laughs> come on, I love you. Uh, bull, 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 that's all that is, bunch of bull. That's all a bunch of bull. Until you know the ugliness of the person you're with and they know the ugliestness in you and they're willing to lay their life down for you and love you day and night, morning, noon and night and not judge you and understand you and have mercy on you and love you when you get fat and love you when you're skinny and love you when you're crazy and love you when you lose your mind and love you when you smell and love you when you treat people like a dog and love everything and still be with you. Now you've got something that's worth living for and keeping in your life. Because you're going to be trashed a lot by a lot of people. But God will give you people that know how to forgive. And when you find one, tie them to your leg and never let them go. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Come on, raise your hands and say, man, I'm glad I came this morning. Now let the blood come through that wall, the blood of Jesus, like a river, and let it wash away all your sins this morning, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Let it just wash them right out the other side and take it into forgetfulness forever. Praise God. Come on, say it, God. Forgive me for everything. Let the blood wash you clean this morning. The second kind of forgiveness you have to master is forgiving yourself. This is harder than being forgiven. Because you actually live with yourself. (laughs) 
God is perfect, so he can forgive you. You can understand that. But you forgiving yourself, an imperfect person forgiving themselves for the things they do, are doing, and might do again, that's a different kind of forgiveness. And if you don't forgive yourself, then what God does for you is nullified. Calvary is of no benefit to a man or a woman who does not forgive themselves. This is the time for you to walk out of the prison you have built yourself with your own resentment and loathing and hating of yourself. Praise the Lord. Come on, tell somebody, look at him and say, look, I'll take $20 for this service. I don't understand anything he's talking about. Give me 20 bucks. Glory to God. I can say I enjoyed the service. (laughs) See, what happens when you don't forgive yourself is that you become more important to yourself than Jesus and what he did for you. You are the savior of your own life with the inability to save yourself. Because now you're telling God, What you did is not as important as what I did. Your death does not trump my sin. That's cool. But if you think about it, you can't get rid of yourself. (laughs) And you do raunchy things sometimes. Some of you are a little bit raunchy, a little kinky. (laughs) May not want to admit it, but we know we're not perfect people. We all have issues. We try to act like we're something we're not. But you know, God can't bless pretend. He can only bless genuine. He can only bless the authentic. He He can't bless religion. He can only bless people who are honest enough to live in reality and say, this is who I am now. It's not who I will be tomorrow. Because I have mercy on myself so I can have mercy on others who I would normally hate and judge. I now have mercy on them lest I be a hypocrite. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and say, could you pay my house off? Praise God. Come on. Come on, say, could you do it? Could you pay my house off? I would love God forever if you did that. I'll come to church again tonight. Pay my house off, I'll be here every day. Does this happen a lot on Sunday? Okay, they're just burning down the town. Okay. Uh, so, So, forgiving yourself. I mean, some of you have done some things that have hurt people you love badly, wounded them. I know a person that did something, and they held themselves in jail, literally, to themselves, and said these words, I can never, ever be used by God again because of what I've done. And they lived in a jail for over 20 years, punishing themselves, deciding that they would pay for their sin. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to pay for your sin. It's already been paid for. It's already been paid for. You don't have to pay for it. You have to receive forgiveness for it. And the forgiveness you need is from yourself. Praise the Lord. Would you turn around to the person behind you? 
grab their wallet and take off running. Come on, you can do it. Say, man, I love this church. I get something every time I go there. I got $35 last time. Why do some people commit suicide that are not in in terrible pain physically? Why do they commit suicide? Because they can't forgive themselves. A man molests his two daughters, walks out and blows his brains out. Every day, tragedy strikes people because they don't know how to walk in forgiveness and avoid the dangerous, horrible things that come when we are not at peace within ourselves. You can never get divorced if you both are forgivers. It's impossible. Somebody has to say, no, I will not change and I will not forgive. The third thing about forgiveness is very powerful. You can find this in the book of John chapter 17. And uh, let me read you this in Isaiah 43. I alone, your father, will erase the memories of your mistakes for my sake. And I will never remember them again. God doesn't just forget, forgive. He forgets. Forgiveness is divine amnesia. It's the ability to forget what you have done in order to become what God has planned for you to be. You cannot carry the weight of your sins on your shoulders and expect to become what God wants you to become. You have got to let go. Praise the Lord. Would you hug somebody and say, is that your original hair color? It's amazing. Go ahead and hug somebody. Wow, you're blowing my mind. That purple with a yellow and green, fabulous. I love it. Man, where can I get that? That is so creative. So creative. A very creative group of people. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far I will separate the memory of your failures from your mind. Everybody lift your hands and say, I forgive myself. And now I'm going to learn how to forgive people. We become the slaves of the people we refuse to forgive. If you refuse to give the cure, you will inherit the disease, and the disease will become the food that your children must eat every day. They will chew on your bitterness. They will chew on your resentment. They will chew on your hardness. They will chew on your cruelty. They will chew on your meanness. They will chew on your aggressive forcefulness, domination, manipulation, offense, easily hurt, guilt trips, and all the other things that come in from a person whose insides are twisted and are not clean. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, the truth that always is a lie to a sinner. They're incapable of trusting and believing. They've been wounded too much by too many people that they trusted. Now they're just armored. And not even God can reach them. Just like Judas. Judas was unreachable. And he was unteachable. Because he had been, he had been uh, exposed to crooks and thieves his whole life. And he was a sinner. And a sinner never believes the truth. 
because he believes it's all part of a bigger scam of some sort. And the only way to heal your life is to become innocent towards the truth. Because the truth is your medicine. Not lies, not manipulation, not, not all of that kind of, you know, kind of spectacular sensationalism and all that. The, the raw power of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural healing power that, that reshapes your heart from a fist to an open hand that takes your mind and pulls the memories of pain out of it, that takes your heart and fills it with love and mercy, that makes you powerful. Because you're always going to have somebody in your life that's going to offend you or hurt you or use you or abuse you or lie about you or distort you or deform or do something else. And you're going to be tempted to hit them, hate them, use them, abuse them, lie about them, gossip about them, slander them, do all those kind of things. And remember, whatever you dish out as a Christian, the rule and law of the Spirit is if you send it out, it comes back to you and there's no avoiding you send out the ugly the ugly comes home you give love to those that hate you and you and God gives you their inheritance if they use you they promote you if they abuse you then God prospers you and if they steal from you they hand you their inheritance there's no losing in Christianity. You can't lose. There's no losing. You just got to follow the prescription for health and wholeness. Praise God. Give somebody a high five and say, is that a, a, a toupee? Because it's amazing, man. Is that a wig? It's, it's, it's glorious. It's so powerful what you have on your head right now. Wow. Man, I wish I had one of those. What did Jesus say? If you will not forgive people what they've done to you, I will not forgive you for what you've done to me. Unforgiveness is unforgivable. Because you, you may justify that and say it's unjust to let people go. You're only letting yourself go. A person that commits crimes as a lifestyle already is judged and they will come under some severe penalty. It always happens because it's the result of that lifestyle. We don't have to judge anybody or hurt anybody or do anything. Life takes care of it by itself. But we have to forgive each other. You want to resolve a problem in your marriage? You know what it requires? Forgiveness. Do you know why you forgive your husband and wife? Because you're selfish. Anybody will forgive their wife. I forgive my wife. I want to have peace. <laughs> I forgive her for anything. So what? What? Yeah, I forgive you. Glory to God. I enjoy peace. I enjoy love. I enjoy joy. I don't want to have no hassle. I forgive you. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me. Oh, we're happy. La, 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 la. Selfish. But a stranger? You son of a mother blanket. It's a whole different deal. And, and really, ladies and gentlemen, that's the only one that counts. It's what we do to the people we don't need that defines who we really are. Your character is always formed in the dark when no one is watching. 
And forgiveness is part of the nature of Jesus. You and I have to become experts at forgiving. Praise the Lord. When God is ready to promote you, he will send someone to offend you. Because you are only made rich by those who, who expose Satan inside you. They are the true people that are sent to prosper you. It's not those that endure everything you are that's bad. It's those that pull Satan out into the open where God can take a shot at. Give somebody a high five and say, that's too much. I can't handle that kind of preaching. Way too much, man. I was looking for a shot on the arm. You're crazy. You just went off over the top. Because once you are no longer reachable by mercy, goodness, love, and forgiveness, then you become an assassin. And you assassinate anybody you feel is a threat. And that's why the world is where it's at, and that's why the prisons are full. When I minister to prisoners, their whole world is turned upside down because they're facing the truth for the first time in their life. Not from con artist preachers, not from foxhole salvations, but from a genuine truth that has no agenda. Satan always has an agenda, and the most dangerous person in your life is a good person with bad beliefs. My mother was the sweetest, most perfect pe person in the world. Never, never yelled at me, never raised her voice, never hit me. Not a day in her life. But she, you know what she told me? Never read the Bible. She said only the priest can read the Bible. So she had a little Bible and had a lock on it. So we wouldn't get to it. She carried to church and sit there just holding it for 45 minutes in terror. <laughs> we barely could look at it. And then she'd put it away. It was a superstition, but that's the way we were. Boom. I said, Mom, what's in there? Ah, crazy stuff. You'll go crazy if you read it. You'll lose your mind and walk around the streets barefooted with a guitar. You can't do it. That's what she said. So I was terrified. I mean, I was going to lose my mind. I mean, it, she... And that's my mother. My mother would never lie to me. She was the sweetest, kindest, most loving person. But she also was the most dangerous person in my life. I was chasing a girl down the street in high school, a cheerleader. I was following her home. She kept looking back. I said, looking back. She finally turned around. She said, what do you want? I said, you. I love you. She had a book with no cover, and she gave it to me. She said, here, if you'll read that, I'll talk to you. I didn't know it was the Bible. It had no cover. It was written in. Nobody writes in a Bible, of course. And I opened it, and it opened by itself to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. By verse 5, I was saved. 42 years ago, by verse 5, I was saved. When I read what love was, that's it. I said, God, if this is you, here I am whatever it's worth. I went home and my mother didn't talk to me for three years. She'd let me weep on her and cry on her. And I'd just hold her. Never say a word to me. And then one day I came home and she said, 
she came out and she said, I, I thought she was going to excommunicate me, never come here again. And she just said, tell me about him. I said, Mom, what are you talking about? You're talking to me? The only time I sleep is when you hug me and cry on me. Last time I slept for three days in perfect peace. I want what you have. And she got saved right on the spot. God has planned to heal your family this week. Clear your schedule and let the Holy Spirit reach some area of your life. Praise the Lord. And then my final point, and there's many more, but my final point for this morning is some of you are going to need to forgive God. Because you don't have the maturity and the biblical understanding to properly interpret God. You believe God killed someone in your family. He didn't do it. You believe God made someone sick in your family. He didn't do it. Do you know why you believe it? Because you're mistaken in thinking that God is sovereign. God is not sovereign. And the reason he's not sovereign is because you have a free will and God cannot bypass that. That's right. Amen. God is limited by your free will and the free will of the rest of the world and all the things in the world. And until we make him sovereign, he is not sovereign. And most people do not have God as the sovereign Lord of their will. And that's just one thing. God is good and God is love and God would not hurt anybody and certainly not hurt innocent people. You say, well, why doesn't he do it? Can't he just do it? But he'd have to interrupt a law that he has created for free will. Free will is the highest law of heaven. He can never force a person in any manner to do anything. That's why control and dominance is so evil because it is the nature of Satan himself to blackmail people emotionally, to psychologically torture and manipulate people, to force people to do things they don't want to do, to force people to believe things they don't believe. That's why the only kind of walk with God that matters is the one you choose because any other kind is not real to you and it is not real to God. That's why you don't manipulate people. We don't control people. That's why you don't get offended easily. Because you freak everybody out all over the house. They're all just walking on eggshells. Well, here she comes. (laughs) That's just being a witch emotionally. And you don't want to do that. That's why you don't verbally criticize people and find fault with them. Because that's verbal witchcraft. God is love and forgiveness. The best way to know if Jesus is in the house is you're free to fail. Without fearing destruction. God already knows what you're going to do and he already has forgiven you. Now what you have to do is let him reform your heart, your spirit, and your attitudes and give you a marriage that is so beautiful that only God could get blamed for the wonders of that family and that marriage and that business and your health and your finances and any other area of your life that matters to you. He finds trash and turns it into treasure. He finds the worthless and makes it priceless. Praise God. Close your eyes with me. Put on that music and think about it this morning. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, there is a solution. 
And that solution is available when you decide to make a decision to forgive. When you are in a prison that you built with your own choices and you have no way to get out of it, this is the way. You might have to forgive your dad like I did. He abandoned me. He never called me by name. He never touched me one time to hug me. He never told me he liked me or appreciated me. And I hated him all my life. A friend of mine was driving down the road as a young man and he wrecked in his car and killed the girl that was with him. She was the only child of an elderly couple. He went to prison for it. And they went and visited him every day and he would not talk to them. Finally, they came out. He came out and he talked to them. And they said to him, we have been praying for you. And God told us that we have lost our daughter. And we would like to know if you would let us adopt you as our son. And he got saved that very day. Today, he is a pastor of two churches. I minister there two or three times a year. I'm his pastor, and he is a mighty man of God, and he walks in the power of the Holy Spirit because forgiveness was shown to him by a couple that was not doing something that's normal. It's not normal to do that. None of you could even do it. I couldn't do it. It would have to be God. But their relationship with God was so intimate that he, was, he had access to their heart and was able to put inside them that kind of mercy and love, which a man who's just a believer, a woman who's just a believer in God and the Bible cannot walk in that. That requires an intimate fellowship with the sweet spirit of God that makes the hard heart soft and tender and kind. God is offering you a revival this week. Will you accept it? God is offering you a transformation this week, a healing for your marriage, a healing for your physical bodies. But I must position you in that place. I've learned this from 42 years of doing this. I have to position you for a miracle. It doesn't just come. You have to stay in a position where you can keep what God has given you and never lose it for the rest of your life. Every eye closed right now, and let's say a prayer. Jesus, I forgive every person that has ever hurt me. Use me and abuse me. I turn my back on the devil in this world. I forgive myself. And I declare today that I'm walking out of every jail and every emotional prison and mental prison in my life. In the name of Jesus, I forgive and I accept my freedom. Your eyes are closed in order for you to cut out the distraction. That's the only reason. It's not a religious thing. Just shut out everybody for a second. Heaven is real and so is hell. You will die. You know you will. You don't know when, but you will die. You will die, some young and some old. I had three friends last year that lost children. They have no explanation. 
a 27-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, many elderly people, middle-aged people. But there's one thing you must know today. If you were to die today, are you 100% sure you would go to heaven? Can you say without any doubt whatsoever, I know without any doubt that if I die today, I'll go to heaven. Because if you don't have that answer as a yes, God wants to give you the peace that you cannot buy with money. My question to you this morning is simple. Do you want that peace in your heart? That gives you 100% assurance that you're going to go to heaven when you die. Because if you don't have it and you want it, God loves you and he's offering it to you this morning. I'm going to ask you to do something very simple right where you're at. If you want this peace in your heart, all I'm going to ask you to do is to raise your hand right where you're at so that I can pray for you. And I want you to raise it with no shame. Stretch it out there. I see your hands going up there, 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 there. I see your hands going up. You're saying, I don't have that. I want that because I want to position myself to be completely healed this week. Body, soul, and spirit. Equipped, empowered, and prepared. Now, all of you that lifted your hand, would you just simply stand right where you're at so I can see you and let me pray for you? Just stand to your feet, all of you that lifted your hand, and let me pray with you right now and lead you to a place that you have not gone before. Praise the Lord. There's no, there's no gimmicks. There's no techniques. There's genuine love of God for you from God. He loves you. You may never see me again. But God, you get to experience every day for the rest of your life. All of you that are standing, could you look at me for a second? May I have your permission to pray for you? May I have your permission? It would be a privilege for me to do it. I'd just like you to come up here where I can look into your face and just lead you into prayer. I won't make you say anything to anybody. But it's important to publicly stand up and do this. It will change your future. Praise the Lord. Come on, come on up here really quick. Give them a hand as they come. And let me just pray for you. And I want you to clap like your mama's coming up here. Now, let me, let me say a couple of words to you about this. This is an important thing. Uh, when, when, when you ask somebody to forgive you down here on earth, you may get a yes or you may get a no. I don't know how many of you have ever asked somebody to forgive you and they just said no. I've actually had that happen. I said no, never going to do it. It's a terrible feeling. It's a genuinely terrible feeling to know that that person refuses to forgive. 
God doesn't do that. He forgives and forgets. Right now, God is going to forgive you and then forget everything you did. You're going to walk out of this building without any guilt or shame and without a burden on your shoulders. He's going to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you're already a Christian, He's going to erase your doubts forever. And you're going to develop a relationship that guarantees your peace. And it's going to make the difference in your lifestyle, David. You have to forgive the people that have hurt you. You have to forgive yourself. But then God begins a new life for you. We've got five services this week. Every service will be different. I'm ministering on how to become whole tonight. Because no area of dysfunctionality is allowed to survive in your life. Your enemies never let you forget your mistakes. Your friends never let you forget your potential. You are a miracle and a masterpiece waiting to be released. That's going to happen to us tonight. We're going to have healings and miracles and prophecies and all kinds of stuff all week long. It's going to be amazing. But let's position ourselves today. No offense in here. No unforgiveness. Could you all pray with us as well? Would you stretch your hands to any one of these people? Don't do it in general like that. Pick one. And stretch your hands out to that person. Just pick one of them. Okay? And then the, all of you that are here, let's pray together. Let me think for a second. It looks like there's seven more people that need to come forward. That's what I'm hearing from the Lord. Seven more of you that are not 100% sure you're going to heaven. For whatever reasons, you didn't come up. I'm going to give you a chance to obey your conscience and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. There is a reason why God is telling you to do this. There is a reason. And I will wait for you. All right? Appreciate that. So that's two. Just one more. You know it. It's not something mysterious. A person knows where they are, you know. But your soul is worth waiting for, I think. So why do I have to go forward? Jesus said it real clear. If you're ashamed of me in front of people, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my You are hiring your lawyer right now. And he's never lost a case. He's not going to lose you either. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go on now, even though there's one more person. I'm going to go on. And if you want to get up and come forward, I'll wait for you. All right. So stretch your hands out to these folks that have come. And I believe that's the seventh. So let's just pray right now all together. Say, Jesus, I apologize for the things I've done in my life. The ones I did out of ignorance and the ones I did out of pain. I apologize. I forgive the people that helped make me who I am today. That put the pain inside me. 
that twisted up my insides, that took out my ability to be innocent and trust. I forgive I receive forgiveness for everything that I have ever done. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to live in hell. And I don't want to cause hell for any person. I want to do your will for my life. I ask you to clean me and wash me and give me a new beginning for my life. I declare that I am forgiven. And because of that, I am no longer guilty. I am not guilty. I am not guilty. I'm going to go to heaven. Amen. Would you stretch your hands out towards me as a sign of contact? In the Bible, the ministers had the authority to pronounce a blessing, and whatever they said would come to pass. This is my blessing. I bless you that you will not die of a disease. I bless you that you will not have divorces, that you will not lose children, that you will not be overcome by debt and poverty, and that you will not be a victim of crime. You will never be kidnapped. No one in your family will be murdered. And I declare that all your business, whatever you do, will prosper, that you will not be heartbroken, but that you will live in the love and joy and peace of God. And I declare that you will be able to forget who you've been and run towards the person that God is making you today. Can you all agree with that blessing? Would you say I received that blessing? Would you turn around? Ladies and gentlemen, can I present to you these men and women that are on their way to heaven? The devil is a liar. All right, well, give them a hug when you see them, and you all can sit down. God bless America, land of the free, and home of the brave. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. One last thing. One last thing to this morning uh, before I go on. Let me say, did you get anything out of that message? If you guys want the full, entire training and, and teaching of this, where you can become an expert at forgiveness, and then you yourself will actually be able to teach other people this yourself. I put it in a, in a series. There's about 10 sections to it, and it's going to train you. It will keep the devil out of your family. I just went over the surface this morning, but this is the entire series called The Forgiveness Cure. I almost sold out this morning. I only have four left. So you're going to have to order them, and I'll have them shipped tomorrow. Hopefully, they'll be here by Wednesday. Okay? Also, the Letters from God book. I think I only have... They, they bought them out this morning, a first service. I, only, I think I only have six left. I'll have those sent as well. And then there's many other products there that you'll want to get. You ladies ought to get Woman Defined. It's a really beautiful book. It's very powerful. Um, and also... Um, one thing that I tell people is these children uh, I have over a hundred and something employees these children require food lodging we take care of them we take them in they live with us we have a big orphanage in 
Guatemala and we have uh, feeding programs and medical clinics and all that in Africa. All of that requires partners. And so I have here a new home that I want to open. Six thirty people that will give $100 a month and I can open this house. It's already built, the entire house. It's beautiful. You can look at the thing in the back. If you're interested in helping at any level, any degree, talk to me about it. If you buy something this morning, I'm going to give you a prophetic word in the book or whatever you buy because I won't be able to minister every single person this week, but I will get to lots and lots and lots and lots of you beginning tonight. We'll flow in the gifts and the supernatural. It'll be something that some of you have never seen, and it's going to change your world. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I don't even do it, but I don't even push people over. I don't blow on people. I don't do nothing. God's going to heal you of things because the powers in the name of Jesus, the word of God and the authority of the believer. No techniques are necessary. The Lord told me something about ministry. He said, anything I do is beautiful to anybody who loves me of any denomination. Amen. Say it together. Jesus is beautiful. Raise your right hand and say, I'm going to give Ivan a million dollars today. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Brother, take the offering. God bless you. God bless America. Put your hands together for Brother Ivan Tate. Ushers, would you help us out as we're going to uh, give into what matters ministry? And he's going to be back at his um, product table back there. You go and resource yourself. Don't miss any of these services. Again, we'll be here tonight. Sunday night, tonight, 6 o'clock, Monday night at 7, Tuesday night at 7, Wednesday night at 7. You invite people. We'll pull out more chairs if we need to. It's going to be tremendous. If you're making out a check, make it out to KC. We will send them on. I send Brother Ivan on with one check. If you want to give using the app, you can can go there. There's a drop-down box that has Ivan Tate's name on there. You can utilize that. Powerful services this morning. It's a very unique style of ministry. Some of the greatest breakthroughs I've ever seen have come when he's ministered. I'm just telling you, over the years, over almost 20 years he's been coming to our church. It's just... uh, It's a unique anointing. Don't miss tonight. Don't miss any of the services. All right. Ushers, would you come? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for, even as it says in your word in the book of James, a true religion is ministering to orphans and widows. We have an opportunity, Lord, to do that even right now through our giving. And I pray, Lord, that you've multiplied many times over the gift to the giver in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for the marvelous gift it is to have Ivan Tate here with us, his whole family, and for all that you've done through them and in them. The deposit that they're making here today, tonight, the rest of this week. Now bless them, God. Bless them. Let this orphanage be opened and let people be forever changed.
for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, would you go ahead? Pastor Bucket, please. Let me have your attention on just a couple things as you're giving right now. Uh, those of you that just gave your life to the Lord or recommitted your life to the Lord, or as you came up here, we have a little gift for you. And uh, if you will see one of our ushers or uh, our or connect people back there. They have a little book. They want to just hand you and bless you. You just let us know that you did that, and we'll be praying for you. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to be that for you. You got to find a church to go to. You got to you got to pray and read your Bible. Go to church. That's basically the three things you do: pray, read your Bible, go to church. Everybody say that with me: pray, read the Bible, go to church. And we have a marvelous family here, and we will welcome you in and and help you grow in the things of God. So you, you be sure to see uh, part of our team. They'll have a little book that'll help you grow in the things of God. Praise the Lord. Pastor Karen, would you come join me up front as we close? And if I have not had the opportunity of meeting you yet, my beautiful wife, Pastor Karen and I, would love to shake your hand. We'll be in the lobby. I'd love to say hi to you. Amen. Would you stand up on your feet? Reach across the aisle. Take someone by the hand. Come on, go ahead. Reach across. Make a connection. Come on. Let's close today. God, we thank and praise you for what you've done. Now bless your people. Holy Spirit, I pray. Fill, touch, and use us. Lord, to reach even to our neighbors and people in the highways and byways and to compel them to come in. That this week could be a powerful week of your kingdom being released in the earth even as never before. Now bless your people, God, I pray. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance, swords, and be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you tonight or this week.